Hi, this is Jason Averbrook with LeapGen, and so excited for today's Daily Digital Dose. I am lucky enough to be joined by David Gazzarato. David is a great friend, longtime friend, and uh, joining us today from his home, which is in Sydney, Australia. Hey, David. Hey, Jason. How you doing? Good. Thanks for which is the way you said. How are you doing? That's not usually what you'd say when I say, "Hey, David." How you going, mate? Yeah. How you going? Thank you. How you That's going? That's what we normally say down these parts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a tough question to ask people at the moment, but it's one socially we must. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for joining. <laughs> I'm glad we have a little bit of time to uh, pleasure socially chat here. Uh, one of the things mm. that you know, one of the things that as David and I have been uh, you know connecting you know through the digital uh, sphere for the last week or so, we've been having a lot of conversations about is this whole concept of social distancing, uh, you know. And David brought up a really good point around social distancing versus physical distancing, and really making sure that we understand in the work the working world that we're in today and in the now of work. There's a difference between social distancing and physical distancing. I thought it was a brilliant point. So, David, could you expand on it a little bit? Thanks, thanks, Jason. I think I have a brilliant point once a decade. So I'm, I'm at this salient moment, I'm glad I was able to, to put one forward. But um, look, to me, I, I think the term social distancing and, and you know, the next stage is social isolation. I think they're really um, not terms that are representative of what we're asking people to do now. We're asking people to physically distance themselves from each other. And you know, more moreover, in certain scenarios, to actually physically isolate, but uh, that doesn't mean we should be disconnecting socially. I think we have the technology in this day and age, and we have the ability, even if all you have is a phone. Like we know, certain proportions of the population don't have the, the infrastructure you and I do, Jason. But um, I think, or even if you look at the balconies of the Italians and the, the Spanish. Yeah, know, wasn't that a great video clip connecting. of them out singing and dancing with each other? Yeah, and I think it just proves that, you know, as humans, what makes us human is that social connectivity and our, you know, our ability to be tribal and to come together. And I think more than ever, we need to foster that. So I kind of, I'm wanting, I, I'm wanting to wage a bit of war on the terms there and make sure we apply them in the right context. And I kind of feel like perhaps some more straightforward language that helps us to understand that we don't want you to crawl into a hole, never be seen again until after this um, pandemic ceases from a social sense. Um, so let's try and foster ways to, to continue to create that, that connectivity in, in different ways. And I know you've, you know, you've been working hard, certainly in the networks that you're in to, to do so and have really taken a leadership position, Jason, on that. So, so, you know, we talk about, you know, you know, in Australia, you know, much more laid back, much more calm than we are. Of course, myself in the US, I'm ready. David, let's jump into work. Let's talk about work. Let's talk about work. Let's talk about work. So, you know, and I'm not always like that, so I apologize. But when we talk about now of work and we're talking about this concept of social distancing at work, like when, when, when things are not going great, you know, the economy's down, layoffs are happening, mm -hmm. you know, more importantly, probably people are getting sick and people we know are getting sick. You know, the last thing we want to do is to social distance. You know, what we need to do as leaders, as managers, as humans, is we actually want to become closer to people socially. Uh, we want Absolutely. to be listening to them more. We want to be checking in more. We want to be understanding more about what they what their needs are. So 
You know, that's mm-hmm. why when I mm-hmm. heard you talk about this social distancing versus physical distancing, you know, it really hit me because I said, wow, the last thing we need are managers and leaders to social distance themselves from the workforce at this point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think there's um, there's a great opportunity here really to create a new normal that is not just the normal for the pandemic. You know, I think there are some some great practices that will develop amongst teams that are now physically separated, amongst families that are physically separated too. And I, you know, to your point, Jason, we, I think here in this part of the world, we, we certainly tend to meld work and life a little bit more uh, in a blended manner than perhaps other parts of the world. But, um, you know, I, I think if we can create a, um, a model where it's, it's normal to be reaching out through these social channels um, and, and to keep that, do that social listening that you're talking about, checking in with people. We have to ask the fundamental question of people who are close to us. That's our workers, that's our partners, that's our family and friends. We have to ask that question, are you okay? Because mental health will be one of the biggest victims of this, not just the physical impacts of the COVID-19 virus, yeah. right? So, so David, um, a couple of things on that, because I think you know, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. So, you know, within our now of work um, network that we've created, the community, mm-hmm. I just watched a little earlier today, and um, I know it's earlier there, so you probably, maybe you haven't seen it yet, but a mate of yours, pretty good, right? It was a good, good use of Aussie terms. Nice. A mate of yours nice in Australia comment. hook up. Well, I shouldn't have said hook up now, but connect with someone uh, in the Now of Work channel who was offering some distance learning on meditation uh, and on the concept of how do we bring meditation and mindfulness into work. And uh, one of the concerns Mm -hmm. uh, from this person in Australia was, you know, now that we're working from home and everyone's working from home, you know, we're concerned about the mental health or about the mindfulness of our people, mm-hmm. and uh, we connected them with with a uh, a company. Or excuse me, we didn't. Two people connected each other on their own through the network. Yeah. you know, yeah. through to an organization called Chill, which which offers um, you know online meditation and mindfulness. And yeah. it, it yeah. really struck me because it made me realize in the moment of sitting watching that that would have never happened. Um, mm-hmm. You know, without what's happened here, which are. Hey, there's reasons to create, there's networks, there's reasons to reach out and ask for help. The fact that you're made in Australia just threw it out to the network. Someone immediately jumped on and helped. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, yeah. like yep. that might take six months uh, in, yeah. in the work of yesterday. Yeah. It, it's interesting. You use the, the term networks there. And I think that's, that's the fabric of what's going on here. Network in its most simplest form, I guess, is what's, what we're trying to use both to manage the situation with the pandemic, what we're trying to do is restrict the networking physically that will transmit the virus more rapidly. Right? So that's how we flatten the curve by breaking those connections. Really beautiful graphic that was done as part of New Zealand's ad campaign, um, which showed what happened when you break the chains in your network. So when one person stays home, they don't spread to two or three people over here. This is the person here who didn't go to the barbecue last weekend, right? It is quite a nice little um, gif that, that showed that. So that to me is the physical network that we're having to, to break down now to fight the pandemic. 
I think at, proportionally we should be looking at building the social networks out so that we are creating those in a more virtual manner. What do you think of that? No, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, once again, in your once every decade brilliance, um, you know, the, the <laughs> concept of being able to, to visually see that. God, I hope you're recording this. <laughs> the fact that you're able to visually see the fact that if those two people weren't in the network, that that connection wouldn't have yeah. been made. And, you know, now this organization yeah. of 10,000 people in Australia has access to a, a, a really nice tool. Mm. Um, it's fascinating mm. to watch. And and speaking of the tool, I want to go into that the other topic that you brought up, which I want to make sure I hit on, which is that mental health component mm. of it. Um, yeah. You know, for whatever reason, um, you know, mental health, and, I, and I'm not as familiar with it in Australia as I am in the U.S., but in the U.S. there's a big stigma around mental health. I am familiar that in Australia there has been more suicides uh, in the last, you know, three to five years than than there have been almost in the last twenty years combined. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the U.S., it's there's still a stigma around mental health, mm-hmm. and I think that yep. you know, as part of the now of work, um, you know, all of a sudden there's a permission to both ask if people are okay, but also for people to to volunteer the fact that they need help. And I think that yeah. that we as humans and also we as a society from a working standpoint, well, working and life standpoint, need to be open to that and say, and I, I truly mm-hmm. think that what comes out of this, you know, the long tail is a much more openness to mental health as much as we've placed on it from a physical health standpoint. Interesting, we put treadmills in office spaces, but we don't necessarily yeah. give people the tools they need for their mental health. Um, I'd love yeah. your, t- t- your thoughts on that. Yeah, look, I agree. And I think um, the situation in North America is fairly similar in Australia. I think we still do grapple with some of the stigma and, and particularly, I, I would say it's, it's exacerbated on gender lines a bit too. I think, you know, men are, are typically conditioned from our generation, Jason, and probably earlier to, um, you know, uh, not talk openly about what might be going on in, in their heads um, and to put up the front and, and you know, show, show that they can um, put up, you know, a, a, a strong front that doesn't, um, doesn't show weakness or what they might perceive to be weakness. So I think we are breaking that down. I think the, you know, things, things like um, Movember campaigns and, and other uh, targeted campaigns to, you know, are, are you okay day is, is fantastic in this part of the world as well. So I, mean, uh, I think we're much better at it. I mean, you, you are much better at it than we are. I mean, we're very much tied into the physical we're, where, you know, and I'm not saying these are bad things. I mean, cancer and things yeah, like that. I mean, yeah. we're very much tied into that, but we're not as tied into when I'm in Singapore, when mm-hmm. I'm in Australia, you know, I see much more focus on the mind um, than I do just yeah, on physical yeah. illness. And I think that it's, the two have to be balanced. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I don't know whether whether we've got time to debate the differences in our health systems playing a part of that as well, Jason. Which, um, you know, I think perhaps the fact that we can reach out for medical expertise pretty freely without, you know, bankrupting ourselves in the process. Uh, I think that's that's something that allows people to say, hey, you know, I'm I'm not feeling 100%, whether it's physical or mental, and I'm I feel confident to go and get some support for that, um, both you know socially amongst my networks, but also where needed from from medical expertise as well. So yeah, 
Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think Australian, I think our nature too, we do look after one another. Like our culture is a little bit more of a, um, you know, we, we tend to try to be more, uh, what's the right, egalitarian, if you yeah. like. Now there's the downs, downside of that has always been what we call tall poppy syndrome here, which is if someone overachieves or, you know, tries to, to big note themselves, they get chopped down uh. and, that can be a negative thing, but actually what it's, what is a product of is this sense that we're all in this together. Yep. And I think at this time, I hope that that strong prevailing mindset of we're all in this together, let's do our individual bits to pull everyone through this. I hope that's what ends up being the prevailing, you know, here. I think in North America, there is a little bit of, you know, um, wanting to get to the top a bit more yeah. and maybe, you know, may, maybe that's a, uh, an opportunity now to to play some different cards. Yeah, no, I think well. that might be. A, I mean, this might be the pause or the reset that we need to uh, mm. you know, to think about mm. that. You know, the last thing I want to talk about uh, during our time together is I want to talk about this whole mm. concept of. I mean, you you know you've been spearheading a lot of the work in Australia, New Zealand, and Asia mm. around um, you know future of work. You know, future of work, future of work, future of work, future of work. You can't go anywhere to any conference without seeing future of work. You know, I've been doing a lot of work, you know, in this part of the world, spearheading that same thing, you know, and, you know, you've heard me say it over the last couple of weeks that the future of work, that train all of a sudden hit a brick wall uh, and mm. now all of a sudden it's here. You know, it's it's the now of work. Uh, we can't think about yeah, the future yeah. anymore. You know, we said, hey, wait till the day that everyone uses video to connect and wait till the day that people have to work from home and wait till the day that, you know, all of a sudden it doesn't make sense to post things up in the cafeteria that say, you know, here are your um, rewards and benefits. And guess what? All of a sudden yeah. it's a month. It's, a, it's right here. It's now. And, oh, uh, oh. you know, there are some organizations that I'd say – we're probably 75% ready for it to 80%. And no one, I don't think anyone's a hundred percent ready for it. You know, and there are some organizations that are probably 5% ready for it. Um, You know, I'd love your thoughts just on, I know this is really hard, but what happens next? I mean, you know, now that we've hit this wall, do we all of a sudden just skip 10 years of transformation and say, guys, guess what? That Mm. the, the 10 years that it would have taken, to get from X to Y, be, because this happened, we're just going to skip it, and we're going to come out on the other yeah. end on the other end of this, and we're going to be like, okay, now we're all ready to adopt the now of work. Uh, I think that's a possibility, but I'd love your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's really interesting, and I agree with you. I think um, all of that hard work that people have done, you know over the course of the past decade is really, it was a response to technology and saying technology digitization fundamentally affects the way people are going to work. And, you know, we're going to take a, uh, we can foresee we now crystal ball a time when people will all work from home and they'll be all connected in the way they are now. Um, Let's set out a path, you know, let's set out a roadmap to be able to do that deliberately. All of a sudden (laughs) we've ripped out that um, ability to manage it in that way. And we're, and, and as you really, I think, um, succinctly and nicely put it, we're in the now of work. And the now is, it's changing daily. It's changing hourly. And we're having to adapt. I think what we are finding out through this already and these early days, if we're in six months of this, you know, we're going we're gonna to see all sorts of evolution that no one could have 
potentially foreseen. Um, but we're, you know, humans are resilient. Humans are adaptable. That's, you know, and we're going to stretch the limits of individuals, of, um, of groups in society, of whole nations as we go forward on this. And, and that's both scary, but it also presents an opportunity to fundamentally shift our thinking in terms of how we, you know, apply ourselves to, to the sort of work we do. So, but what do we do to not, so, you know, I mean, you remember the name of my first book was Now to Next. You know, mm. interestingly enough, now we're talking about the now. What's next? <laughs> what's next? You know, I, uh, yeah. No foresight whatsoever. But what do we do to make yeah. sure that the next isn't just, uh okay, f- that was just an interesting fire alarm. We had to leave the building for five minutes. Yeah. Now we're back in the building yeah. and we'll go back to our slow grind. Like, do mm. you see mm. this? I mean, uh, Josh Burson got, did a great piece yesterday where yeah. he called this the big reset. You know, I mean, yep. do you do you think this can be the big reset where we just throw away yeah. the things that we've been like struggling and trotting and stuck in the mud trying mm. to do for ten years and just say, hey, like we're yep. going to use this reset to come out in a twenty twenty outside of work and guess what? It's now twenty twenty inside of work. Like all of a yep. sudden, there's parity. Yep. Interesting. I, I think this. What's next is going to be I, I i'm a believer in the reset i think this will be a reset i think we will lose a lot of muscle memory through this of what the old way of work was apart from you know there's a lot of physical op- op- occupations obviously that will have to you know reset yeah. and rebound but they may be fundamentally changed too i mean tourism and hospitality and you know i think um a couple of things play to this in my mind one is we, i think we we move to globalization too quickly and I actually think this pandemic is an eye opener for the world that, you know, if you make the world a smaller place physically, this, the potential for something like this is greater. And I, I suspect there will be a slower coming back to, you know, being on planes, trains and automobiles entirety of your life, Interesting. getting around the world. I like that big brain thought. You, you personally, Jason, might find that you know, you're doing more of this in the, the next than you had envisaged yeah. as well. If you think about the consequences that we've, um, you know, we've, we've had on the planet and the fact that already there's, there's commentary on, you know, with China shutting down for a while and with aircraft, what, you know, the planet's taking a breath at the moment, you know, perhaps this reset helps us more than we think right now. If the humans can, can get through this without destroying each other on the way through that next potentially looks a lot more local in a physical sense. One of the things I'm loving and I loving is probably too strong a word given this scenario now, but I, I am genuinely feeling enriched by how much my local neighborhood is coming together right now and are, are really looking a to support one another B to be able to, support small businesses that are the lifeblood of our little neighborhood here to keep, we're, we're all innovating them in terms of how they change their business models, little cafes and bars and restaurants. Us as consumers saying, well, I don't want to go to the, the big Costco down the road anymore because I'm, I'm sure as hell going to catch something there. Yeah. I'm going to um, hunker down with my local businesses here. I think 
we might find we go back to a more local global model off the back of this and we see some interesting you know broader economic changes that I think can only be for the better. No, I think it's a really interesting thought. And, you know, we're seeing the same thing here, um, you know, in the States. Mm. You know, I think that for the profession, for the HR profession, you know, mm. uh, there's some of this that's going to happen naturally, but there's some of this that's going to happen through force, um, yep. you know, and not forced where we're breaking things. But I think that there is some natural breaking that's needed where we, you know, all of a sudden don't let things go back to the way they were. And we use this opportunity yeah. to, uh, you know, to make that reset. And I know, you know, the work that, that, you know, that we're doing, you know, and excited to have you part of that work, you know, ongoing is, mm. you know, because we really want that now of work to look like, you know, not look like some space alien that's 20 years, you know, prehistoric compared to mm. how people live outside of work, but that the two match. And, uh, mm. you know, I think this is a great opportunity for us to, uh, you know, to, to hit that reset button, to hit that reset button, excuse yeah. me, as Josh said. Yeah, absolutely. And if I look at HR and, and certainly the world of HR technology that we've played in, Jason, but um, I think there's some businesses that are already showing that their models were better aligned to this than what others have yeah. been. They've, they've instantly gotten a competitive advantage. One of, one of those is, is Alight Solutions, where I've, I've been, um, who pushed a very remote model of, and like you have with LeapGen too, you know, a very virtualized model of consultants yeah. who, who are available and able to work on cloud solutions from afar. Yeah. And, you know, of course we'll all get affected by this, but the ability to work in those models and to work efficiently and productively and be able to come out the other side stronger and faster to, to you know, to, to rebuild will be those businesses that are consciously tried to leverage the technology had, had moved closer to, to the, the future of work. <laughs> yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I'm really happy to have, you know, both yourself and Alight and that, you know, the, all of those communities together in this whole work of how do we create the network yeah. work together. So exciting, yeah. exciting. And that's the opportunity here. I love what you're doing in bringing this community together. And I'm, I'm certainly committed to, to playing my part in this part of the world to support it too. So really looking forward to that over the next uh, weeks and months um, as we we stay strong together. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's uh, um, well. I guess it's not. It's right. It's right. It's prime time for you. It's a little late here for me, but uh, as you watch the well, sun change on my uh, face as we've been talking, yep. <laughs> I always dreamt of being a school teacher when I was younger, <laughs> and uh, I, I have recently been appointed the director of home learning here in the household. So I have to go back to doing that. Sounds good. Oh, we lost your. Oh, we lost your video there for a second. Even I thought you were really going yes, back to uh, being uh, going back to the TV. Yeah, I saw one of my friends uh, texted me today and said, "You know what my kid told me today? My kid said lunch really sucks at this school," and I thought it was very funny. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a great way to say it that uh, you know the kids are complaining awesome. about lunch at uh, lunch at home compared to lunch at school. I'm about to I'm about to move into lunch mode now here, so I'm sure the complaints will be thick and fast. Yeah. But uh, we will all adapt. Good. Well, hey, thanks for being on. I, the, I love the uh, fact that we were socially together. Uh, love the fact that you're on this journey with us. And, uh, you know, I miss as you. a community. Give me a, give me a big yeah, elbow. Yeah, a elbow bump or whatever we're supposed to do. Yeah, whatever we're supposed to do these days. So, yeah, exactly. Is that. this one, is it? Yeah. Sounds good. Love you, brother. Talk to you.